Money Pit is presented by Spray and Forget, Caterpillar, Home Advisor, ADT, and Bonide. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are so psyched to be here with you this weekend, this beautiful weekend, a perfect weekend to tackle home improvement projects as we head on into summer. Still got a bit of time here to get something done that could last you for all of the warm months ahead. So whatever is on your to-do list, here's what you do. Call us right now at 888-MONEY-PIT, and we'll put it on our to-do list, 888-666-3974. Here's a great project. How about adding a deck? We're going to talk about that today because adding a backyard deck is one surefire way to increase your home's living space. But if you're not careful, there are some easy ways to make very expensive mistakes. We'll show you what you need to know to avoid that happening to you in just a bit. And now that we're in this warm, beautiful weather and we're outside a lot, do you find yourself green with envy over your neighbor's lush lawn? Well, guys, that lawn didn't just happen by magic. It actually takes work to maintain a lawn and get it to look like that. So we're going to have some tips to keep your lawn green and weed-free. And are you still thinking about adding a pool to your yard to help you cool down this summer? Well, what's better for you, an in-ground pool or an above-ground pool? We're going to have a surprising comparison coming up. And if you call us with your home improvement question at 888 Pit, we'll help you keep your house and roof looking super clean and bright. We've got a spray-and-forget prize package going out to one listener drawn at random that will get rid of mold, mildew, algae, and more. And that includes a two-pack of the 32-ounce Super Concentrated Roof and Exterior Surface Cleaner with BioStain Blocker and built-in hose sprayer. So call us right now for the answer to your how-to or perhaps your decor question at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Kent in Kansas, you've got the Money Pit. What is going on at your house? I have a vent that um, seems to maybe be, con- you know, have some conversation or whatever, Uh but I've got some stains on my bathroom ceiling, and I I have tried to spray the you know the ceiling stain to fix it, but it continues to be a problem. And I wonder how do I you know what do I have to do up in the attic to take care of that? Now I do have a furnace up in the uh, up in a, uh, in the attic area, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But I think it's associated with a bathroom vent. Well. Typically, when you get a ceiling leak in a bathroom, it's caused by the plumbing vent where it exits the roof because all bathrooms are going to have a vent pipe that go up. It's about three inches wide, and it goes up from the bathroom through the roof, and there's a rubber boot around the pipe that seals the water out. But the problem is that the rubber boot isn't nearly as durable as the shingles around it, and the sun beats on it, and the UV rays start to break it down, and then you'll get like a gap around the pipe. And then the water, when it rains, kind of hugs the pipe, works its way down the pipe. It will drip off or find another route and end up somewhere in the vicinity of the bathroom ceiling. So that would be the very the most common type of bathroom leak. It wouldn't be the vent, the, va- the bathroom fan, although, I mean, it's possible, but it's probably not it. It's more likely the plumbing vent flashing. So I would take a look at the outside from the roof identify where that pipe is coming through the roof and see if the plumbing vent flashing is deteriorated. If it is, easy fix. You take a couple of shingles off, put a new piece of flashing on, retack it back in place, and you're good to go. Once you've eliminated the leak, then what you can do is spray that stain with a little bit of a bleach and water solution, 
uh, let it, you know, rinse it off, wipe it dry. And then I want you to, to prime the entire ceiling with a solvent-based primer. So oil-based or alkyd-based primer, because that's the only thing that will seal that black in. And then you could put whatever top color you want on top of that, and that could be latex, okay? Is something, is something like a Kills product? Is that yep, what you're talking about? Yep, that's exactly right. Yep, Kills would be fine. All right, that's what I've been using to take care of the stain, but it continues, and so I think the base. All right, well, if it's listen, if it's continuing, the kills product you're using is it the water based or is it oil based? I believe it's a oil how, based. How are you cleaning your brushes? Oil. Are you cleaning the brushes with water? Or are you cleaning them with uh, mineral spirits of turpentine? I am using a spray can. Oh, it's in a spray can. Yes, it's probably the alkyd. I would get a little quart or or pint can of the oil-based kills. You can put it on heavier that way. Uh, okay. And, and just enough to do that sealing, all right? And that, that'll make a difference. It actually looks like it's cracking. Is it? Is it to the point where I'm going to have to repair the drywall? Well, what's cracking? Is there a, a seam that's cracking? Yeah, and the ceiling right in the very center of where the stain uh-huh. is, right. is, a, is a small crack. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost afraid to touch it for fear that I'm going to put my finger all the way through it. Well, if that's the case, you better find out now, not later. So, yeah, I would poke around a little bit. But a little bit, a small crack in drywall is not a big deal. Just Google plumbing vent flashing. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Thanks for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit. Call in your home repair or home improvement question 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 888 Money Pit. 888 Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top-rated local home improvement pros for any home project. Go to HomeAdvisor.com. Just ahead, adding a backyard deck is a great way to increase your home's living space. But if you're not careful, there are some easy ways to make costly mistakes. I'll tell you what you need to know after this. Live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than a 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by for your calls, your questions, posted to the Money Pit's community page or by calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. You can get instantly matched with top-rated pros for any home project and book appointments online, all for free. 
And here's another great reason to reach out to us on the phone or even post your question in the community section. We've got a prize package coming to you from Spray and Forget. You're getting a 32-ounce super concentrated roof and exterior surface cleaner with biostain blocker and a built-in hose sprayer. You actually get two of those. And what you'll get with the Spray and Forget is that it effectively removes all those stains that you see from algae and mold and mildew and moth all on the roofs, the asphalt, wood, slate, clay, tile, all around your house. Those grimy, moldy-looking areas. Spray it, forget it, and it's all done. Just check it out at sprayandforget.com, but give us a call right now at 888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's next? Carolyn in Iowa's on the line has a question about a quartz countertop. Tell us what's going on. Yes, what I notice are some dull spots that are showing up on the quartz countertop. We built this home two and a half years ago, and I always had understood with quartz you didn't have to polish or seal or anything, and we're trying to be (laughs) really careful. Oh, no, surely you jest. (laughs) Quartz is indestructible because you can put hot stuff on it, but it's also really absorbent. And uh, you can de- you definitely need to polish it. Okay, so all that report that I've heard that you never have to do anything to quartz, it isn't true. You do need to. I mean, you to- have to do stuff to granite, to marble, to quartz over time because there's a sealant that they put on it. And depending on where you got it and who the yard is, if it's a granite or a marble, it wears away with use. And so the lighter the color, the more often you have to do it. And it should be, they say, with quartz and marble and granite, Every two to three years. I have a granite countertop. I've probably done it three times in the 15 years I've been in my house. And it's mostly because the the areas where you see what they pour that fills into the spaces have kind of like popped out, especially on the edge. But other than that, I haven't really need to do much to it. There's a polish online at Amazon.com called Supreme Surface that's really well recommended. It's four out of five stars. I would give that a start if you've never tried it before. Order it online. But as Leslie said, you definitely do need to polish uh, natural stone. Otherwise, it is going to get dull over the years. And it sounds like it's about time to do that with your house. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, adding a backyard deck is one surefire way to increase your home's living space. But if you're not careful, there are some easy ways to make very expensive mistakes. Here's what you need to avoid. First, think about the traffic flow and convenience. Now, most people like their decks to be just off the kitchen for obvious reasons. If you're going to build a wraparound deck, try to have a door to the deck just off the kitchen itself, and that's going to make summer barbecuing and even wintertime grilling a breeze. Also, make sure that you include room for a dining area with chairs and that it's not in between you and the pathway from the kitchen or the grill. You want to have an easy way to get to all the places you need to and not be, you know, excuse me, excuse me, behind all your friends that are trying to eat. Now, don't forget to consider some options like built-in benches, planters, even lighting. All of this can make your deck more accommodating, more comfortable, and help you enjoy it a heck of a lot more. Next, your deck's going to be shiny and new once it's built, but not for long. If you choose to build a wooden deck, you need to keep in mind that the least expensive option, pressure-treated wood, also is going to require some upkeep in the form of stain and sealants to keep out the weather. Now, if you want better wood and can afford it, cedar is also a good choice since it's naturally weather and insect resistant, and it does tend to weather to a very nice mellow gray color. Now, if you want to not have any issues with wear and tear from weather, think about composite decking. Generally requires very little upkeep or maintenance, but it's a lot more expensive. One option that you could do, though, is to build the frame, of course, out of wood, and the decking and the railing out of composite. And if you have an existing deck and you want to sort of do a makeover of it, 
you could pull off the existing deck boards and the railing and then use composite for those elements and keep the frame, assuming the frame is in good condition. For more tips, check out how to plan an amazing deck on one of our latest blog posts online right now at moneypit.com. Just search how to plan an amazing deck. Brian in Louisiana, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Got a, about a 72-year-old home and its own peers. The other night I'd heard some banging going around underneath there. Well, long story short, it was a raccoon and was chasing a cat under there or something, but it busted my oh, hot water line. <laughs> oh, and, no. Yeah. So with the problem, was I wasn't here when it happened, and so it ran for Friday, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Three, I come back, and and it's it's ended up to where part of my house has sunk down a little bit. Now I've tried to get underneath there myself, and on on my north side of my home, it's up about two feet. But as it as I got closer to that water line, the house is only about six or seven inches under. You know. So I can't get to it. I'm going to have to dig to get to it. But my question was, is I don't know if that, if I'm kind of reluctant about calling my insurance company. I don't know if they would cover that. Yeah. If it's uh I think actually they would, if it's a sudden, sudden dispersal of water like that is usually the term sudden dispersal. You know, if it was a slow leak uh-huh. over time, but I think if, I think they may very well cover that. I can't be sure. But I would definitely make the call, or at least talk to your insurance agent. I know. Well, what I'm concerned about is I've had two or three people tell me that. Well, you know, if you call your insurance company, what they're going to do is if they don't cover it or if they try and get out of it, that they're going to end up dropping you, you know. I mean, people have claims. You have to file a claim. Like, it happens. <laughs> That's what the insurance is there for. It's a pipe break, and whether it was whether it was caused by an animal or not, it's a sudden dispersal, so I think it is covered. Oh, and, yeah, and the know, hot water gonna... just dropped. I mean, you know, when I came back and I saw water from on the driveway, and I went, what the heck? I went inside, and, and uh, when I tried to turn the faucet on hot water, just nothing, you know, and then I well, put right. two and two together. It didn't take I long. I mean, if the, squir- if the raccoon did it on purpose, then it's another story. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't pay him to do it. <laughs> You know, exactly. And uh, that was an act of domestic terrorism. <laughs> I had trapped three of them. They got your name. You got, you got a reputation. Yes, there they in the do. They, they got it etched in their in, the, in their home underneath there. Let me let me give you a suggestion here. Okay, because please. you have such a mess, and you have so much, uh, so many things have been affected by this. Uh-huh. What you might want to do is hire a public adjuster. Now, a public okay. adjuster works for you. They file the claim on your behalf with the insurance company, and they don't miss a thing. They don't miss a, a coat of paint. They don't miss a washer, a nut, a piece of sandpaper. They get it all in there. And then they negotiate the settlement with the insurance company, and they work on a percentage of the claim. So they get paid through the through the claim process, but oh, they find wow. so much that they end up covering their, surf, covering their cost. Uh-huh. And you could talk with the public adjuster about how to make sure, uh, you know, you don't, uh, if possible, look like a bad risk for them because you're going to have new plumbing when this is all done. But you might very well get a lot of this covered as part of that. I mean, I wouldn't mess with trying to get a raccoon out on my own, and I wouldn't no do way. that water pipe on my own. You can talk, talk to your insurance agent if you have an independent insurance agent, or you could also talk to an attorney. These guys are all over the place. Just make sure that they're, uh, they've got a good reputation and talk with one. See, see if, it's, they're, if they're not going to take the job unless they think that you've got a claim because that's how they get paid. Public adjusters are licensed by the Louisiana Department of Insurance, and so that would be a good place for you to start. You could probably get a list of licensees. Okay. 
That's great. Yeah, that's what I needed to know, man. I'm so glad that y'all are here. I listen to y'all all the time, you know. Well, we're happy to have you, and we're glad we're able to help you out. All right, so you take care now, and good luck with that project. Shirley in Oregon's on the line with a solar panel question. How can we help you? Hi. Yes, I had um, heard that with solar panels or solar shakes on the roof, that if you had a fire, the fire department would not be able to start fighting that fire until the sun went down because you're actually creating electricity. (laughs) And I just was considering putting solar, and I just wanted to make sure if that is correct, that they didn't want to get the water on anything that was actively creating electricity. So let's just think about this, Shirley. Your house is on fire. The fire department pulls up. They spot the solar solar panels and say, ah, you know what? We'll be back, say, what, 637 o'clock? Sun should be down by then. Then we'll take care of it. That's what I thought was ridiculous. That's why yeah. I'm thinking, why is anybody doing solar if that's the case? Is no, that- I mean, look, there's electricity all throughout your house. Why would electricity on the roof have be any different? If electricity is a concern, the fire department's going to go over and turn the power off. They'll pull the meter. Well, they said that solar creates its own electricity, so even if the meter was turned off or pulled, that it still would be creating. Is that not correct with the solar? Let's think about what you're saying. You can fight a, a, a fire in a power plant if you had to. Okay. So this is not an issue. Uh, somebody's pulling your leg, Shirley, okay? Well, I think it was just somebody that was kind of ignorant, and I said I, I couldn't hardly believe it, but I was going to ask before I did. <laughs> Thank you. Shirley, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Daryl and Georgia need some help with an epoxy floor, but taking one off. Tell us what's going on. Leslie, I have a, uh, a garage, about 500 square feet, that has uh, about two coats of, uh, well, a Sharon Williams uh, acrylic epoxy paint on the floor. Uh, vehicles are parked in there, pull some of the paint off. I want to get it completely off and all. Uh, some of it has adhered real well to the uh, base concrete. Some of it is uh, coming up in sheets and all. But uh, I'd like to know what kind of a chemical stripper that I can get to do that that is economical and do the job. If it's coming up like in sheets, like peeling up, you, you might actually be able to pressure wash that up. You just have to be careful that you don't erode the, the concrete at the same time. I might be tempted to give that a shot with a pressure washer. Uh, okay. If you have to use a chemical stripper, then you're going to probably want to use uh, a pretty good quality one, like, for example, Rock Miracle does a good job because you can't put good paint over bad paint. Listen, here's what I would do, no matter what, what product, because it's so expensive, I would tell you, buy the smallest quantity you can and test it. Uh-huh. And this way you know it works or it doesn't work, and you find out before you're into it for you know a couple hundred bucks. Uh-huh. This way you could try it in a couple of places and, and see if it works. It's, just yeah. keep in mind, though, that when you do this, you're going to have to ventilate the space really well. And if it's a still mm-hmm. day, you'd be wise to have some fans moving through that uh, so that you pull that fresh air through it and, and, and doesn't get too stinky while you're working on it. Right. If you use a, a, a respirator, would it uh, be for methyl chloride, the, you know, the cartridge? If you use the right respirator, it would, yes. Yeah. Use the right respirator. Yeah, I would use definitely use fans, gloves, and safety glasses and all that because this stuff does not take any prisoners and all. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I hear you. All right, well, we hope we uh, give you a couple of ideas there and places to start. Okay, well, I certainly do appreciate it. Now, I listen to your program and uh, get a lot of good tips there, too. And thanks for taking my call and, and giving us some information. Thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Hey, are you green with envy over your neighbor's lush lawn? Well, that lawn didn't happen by magic. It takes work to get a lawn like that. We're going to have tips to keep your lawn green and weed-free. And today's edition of This Old House on the Money Bit is brought to you by ADT. Introducing ADT Go, the new family mobile safety app and service. 
Go to ADT.com to learn more today. You live in a body pit. With 36-month monitoring contract, early termination and installation fees apply. Certain markets excluded. Licenses available at ADT.com. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Rumblestone. Create a paver patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen with Rumblestone from Pavestone. For project ideas and how-to videos, visit pavestone.com. Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you can enter The Money Pit's Power Your Summer Sweepstakes right now at moneypit.com for your chance to win a cat INV 2000 inverter generator worth 749 bucks and 99 cents. Yeah, it's perfectly sized, so that really makes it great for tailgating, camping, taking to the job site, and a ton of other places. It's small, but really, really powerful. It's got an 1,800-watt generator. It retails for, like Tom said, almost 800 bucks. but you can win one right now at MoneyPit.com. You can enter today through June 10th, and you'll be able to power your entire summer with ease. Enter the Money Pit's Power Your Summer Sweepstakes today at MoneyPit.com for your chance to win. Are you green with envy over your neighbor's lush lawn? Well, that lawn, it did not happen to look that way just by magic. That's right. It takes work to maintain a lawn, and one of the necessary steps is fertilizing. you got to get that just right if you want your lawn to look great. Landscaping contractor Roger Cook from TV's This Old House is here to help you make your lawn the envy of your block. Welcome, Roger. 
Thank you. Now, uh, this is something that I think uh, we're all set up for disappointment because we all see the local uh, golf courses and the uh, neighbors on the street that have golf course-like lawns but never can quite get it right ourselves. It's a pretty complicated process to get it. When you think about all the things you're battling, I mean, you're battling weather, you're battling uh, the seed that you choose, you're battling the fertilizer, you're battling the weeds. How do you win that battle? You don't. You work You work the little battles. You win the little tiny wars. So you choose the ones you can win. Exactly. That's you can't change the soil underneath the lawn, so you have to deal with what you have and work with that. So what are some of the things you need to sort of arm yourself with knowledge-wise so that you can head to the home center to make those right decisions? Well, the first thing I would tell you to do is get a soil test done. That's going to tell you exactly what's going in the soil, whether it needs nitrogen, phosphorus, or it needs lime to balance and change the pH. Without that, you're just going blind and putting things Mm -hmm. down on the lawn. And once you do know that uh, your soil is in good shape, uh, and let's say you do need to add some things to it, are there some tools that actually make that easier? Because lawns are just so big. I mean, let's face it, uh, it's a lot of work to get it spread just evenly, not to put too much or too little in one particular area. How do you kind of eliminate the the human failure factor when you're trying to add fertilizer or lime or seed? The first thing you have to do is read the directions on the bag, then read the directions on your spreader. Guys hate to do that. Well... Well, you, you got to in this case. <laughs> you, there's a number on the bag that will correspond to the spreader you're using to put down the product at just the right rate. You don't want to put down too little, and you don't want to do too much. A couple things to be careful of. If you put down too much fertilizer, say you stop and it comes pouring out, it's going to kill the lawn. Hmm. Number two, if you use a drop spreader, you have to be very careful because there's no overlap. I can't tell you how many lawns I've seen where after using a drop spreader, there's stripes all up and down the front <laughs> lawn, and that's not a good thing. Now, is there a better time of year over others to add these variety of components like the fertilizer, like the lime, like the seed, or do you do it all at once in, say, the spring? The lawn needs to be fed consistently over the season. Usually it's three or four feedings is what I recommend to people. Um, In the spring, you're going to get a lot of growth out of your lawn. So if you add a fertilizer which has a lot of nitrogen, which is the first number, then you're going to get four to six inches of of growth a, a week, and you don't need that. That makes it hard to cut. So in the spring, I like to lower the nitrogen a little bit, because in the spring, 75% of that nitrogen goes to leaves, not to the roots. In the fall, when you put on a late fall application, 75% of that nitrogen goes to the roots instead of pushing top growth. So and the, that's just based on the thickness of the lawn at that point, or is there a different fertilizer that you're using? No, it's based on the physiology of the plant. The plant's getting ready for winter, so it wants to store okay. a lot of energy, so the following spring it'll just pop up. Now, you mentioned cutting. Um, I think a lot of folks tend to want to cut their grass very, very low, but that can actually hurt the grass, can it? That's the worst thing you can do for a lawn, especially if it's grown long. You haven't cut it in a week or two. You can even burn the lawn. But the thing about a long blade of grass is it actually shades the ground below it, keeping it cool, keeping it moist. But more importantly, that helps stop weed seeds from germinating. Right. So if you think you're doing yourself a favor by cutting it low, you're actually actually making more work. Right. uh, Because you're going to get more weeds and the grass that does come out is not going to be nearly as healthy. And if you scalp an area, that's killing the grass and the weeds will just climb right in there. Now, what about watering when it comes to the fertilizing and the feeding cycle? Do you always water after that? I like to water just to get the material down into the ground so it won't break down from the sun's rays and just get it down to the roots, which is where you need it to be. 
Great advice. Roger Cook from TV's This Old House. I think our lawns are going to be looking a lot healthier thanks to your advice. Uh, the neighbors will be green with envy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For your local listings and a step-by-step video on how you can fertilize your lawn and some other projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you on PBS by GMC Trucks and SUVs. Are you looking forward to cooling off in your own backyard this summer? What's better for you, in-ground or above-ground when you choose a pool? We're going to have the comparisons coming up next. The Money Pit is presented by Cat, makers of the quiet, powerful, and portable Cat INV2000 inverter generator. Great for tailgating, camping, job site, and more. Enter the Money Pit's Power Your Summer Sweepstakes today at moneypit.com for your chance to win a Cat INV2000. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by to answer your questions, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Presented by Home Advisor. They really have the best local pros for any home service. That's right. Doesn't matter what the project is, they make it fast and easy to find top-rated pros. And there are no membership fees. It's 100% free to use. HomeAdvisor.com. And hey, here's another great reason to call or post your question to the Money Pit community. We are giving away a spray and forget prize package. You're going to get a 32-ounce super concentrated roof and exterior surface cleaner with BioStain blocker and built-in hose sprayer. You get a two-pack. So you can spray this all over any of those weird stains that you see that are caused by algae, mold, mildew, moss. You see them on your roof, the asphalt shingles on wood, slate, clay tile, you name it. If you see it, you can spray it and forget it and it will take care of itself and be gone. Spray and forget clean package going out to one listener drawn at random. Make that you. Call us right now for the answer to your home improvement question and your chance to win one eight 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 money pit Tim in Arizona, you've got the money pit. What are you working on? Hey, uh, well, I have a garage, a two-car garage. Uh, it does not have insulation on, on these ceilings. So, you know, on two sides, it's touching the improved lived-in side of the house, two walls, and two walls are touching the exterior. I've got insulation over everything but the garage, and I was just wondering, would it benefit me to put insulation above the ceiling, above the garage? What's above that ceiling space? Is any of the house above that, or is it just the roof? Not uh, just the roof. Yeah. Not really. I mean, unless you are planning to work in that garage in cold weather and you want it to be warmer in there, but... There's no reason to insulate the garage ceiling because there's no, the garage is not heated and, uh, we're also not worried about a cold floor above it. Like sometimes folks have garages where there's bedrooms above it and, and they get kind of cold floors because of that. But, but no, unless you are, again, are going to work in it, there's no reason for you to insulate that. You want to insulate the wall or ceiling between the garage and the living space of the house. But since you just have a roof over it, there's really no reason to insulate that space. Well, I guess part of what I'm asking is, uh, like, could the heat somehow come down from the attic into the garage? Yeah, it certainly can, and it certainly will. Um, will the insulation help? I suppose it would in that case, but you're going to superheat that attic space, uh, uh, and so you're definitely going to need to want to vent it. 
probably more so than it is now because when you when you add insulation you also also have to add ventilation and since you're in uh, Arizona where heat's more of an issue than than the colder nights um it's something you might want to think about does that help you out yeah maybe i'll save some money on insulation <laughs> yeah listen we can think of more projects for you to spend money on just give us a chance <laughs> <laughs> All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, are you thinking about adding a pool this summer, but maybe you're not sure if you should go with an above ground or an in ground pool? There are a few things to consider. First, in ground pools are permanent. And while they're typically associated with a more elegant look, some smart styling, like a raised deck around the pool's perimeter, can make an above ground pool look just as inviting and for a lot less money. Yeah, and the difference in construction costs make a big impact. Now, with concrete sidewalks, safety fences, and covers, the cost of an in-ground pool ends up being about 31500 bucks on average. Of course, you can spend a lot more, while an above-ground pool with similar features, you're going to find averaging at about 8300 Another big consideration is resale value. Now, the climate and housing market where you live could be the biggest factors in determining whether you could recoup some of your costs. So if your house is the only one on the block without a pool and you live in a very warm climate, it very well may be worth it. But in other areas of the nation, potential home buyers might just see a pool as a safety concern for their kids or just a maintenance project that they'd be happy just not even having to deal with. Yeah, that's right. I can't tell you how many times in the years I spent as a professional home inspector that my client would ask me not how to take care of the pool, but how to get rid of the pool in the house that they were buying. So it's a very personal choice. Some folks really, really want it and some don't. And as you said, it has a lot to do with where you are in the country and whether or not a pool is sort of standard in that area. Because if it's not, I'd say, based on my experience, you're going to get 50% of the people that see it as a negative and the other 50% seeing it as a positive. It's really very, very individual. So good stuff to think about. For more information, check out our best outdoor projects post on moneypit.com for comparisons of the five most popular outdoor projects for summer. Marion, Maryland's on the line with wood-eating bees. Ah! <laughs> Mary, welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you? My porch is being attacked by wood bees, and it has been under this attack for actually a couple of years now. Right. And um, there's sawdust on the floor, and there's holes in the ceiling. And I would like to know if there's some way that I could get rid of them without actually killing them. Have you tried to ask nicely? I have. I really have. In fact, I even took some mosquito spray out and thought maybe if I just sprayed around the holes, they wouldn't like that and would go away. But Yeah, well, unfortunately, the answer is no. Um, what you're talking about is carpenter bees. And once they find a place that they like, they will come back there over and over and over again because it's very tasty. So um, your options are to um, have them sprayed with uh, an insecticide. They use a powdery insecticide that they spray into the holes that will permanently discourage them from coming back because it will it will kill them. But there's there's nests in there, and that's what uh, that's why they're going in. They're drilling those holes to go in and lay eggs. So they're going to keep coming back. The other thing to think about doing is if you want to do some construction work is you can change the wood areas of the that they're eating to a composite material like Azac. I did that on, on a garage that we have on our uh, property. It looks like wood. It looks like sort of that white pine trim that we see around, but it's a composite. It's made out of CPC, the same kind of uh, plastic that plumbing pipes is made out of. 
but it's got air cells in it, so it really cuts and looks like wood. You can even paint it. And once I did that, it was funny. The carpenter bees kept coming back to it because they thought it was wood, too. But I can imagine they're thinking, it looks like wood, doesn't taste like wood. And uh, once they figured out that it wasn't wood, they never came back again. Oh, wow. Well, that's a good thing. All right, so check it out online. It's azek, A-Z-E-K, dot com. And thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Stick around, because we've got a lot more great home improvement advice to share with you when we come back. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is presented by Bonite. Protect your landscape, gardens, and home from over 130 different insects. Get Bonite's 8 insecticide for up to 8 weeks of insect control. Bonite products are family made in America and available at a retailer near you or visit Bonite.com. Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your how-to or decor question at 1-888-MONEY-PIT presented by HomeAdvisor. Are you planning some new flooring for your kitchen or your bathroom or you need a new roof or maybe you're ready to work on that deck that you've been dreaming of? Home Advisor can instantly match you with the right pro for the job for free. All right, but you've got two pros here standing by and you can post your question right now at moneypit.com. And I've got one here from Paul in New York City who writes, we replaced our home's original faucets and countertop a year ago. Now we get a sewer smell from one of two his and her bathroom sinks anytime we turn the water on. We tried cleaning hmm. the pipe and overflow drain, but no luck. The city water department says the trap is burping. Only one sink does it. The other sink is only four feet away. Any idea what the problem might be? I think uh, one of two things. Because the pipe is burping, that means there's not enough ventilation getting into that pipe. The, the vent for that part of the drain system is either disconnected or was never hooked up in the first place. You know those big pipes that stick out of the roof? They're there for a reason. They're there to let air into the plumbing system so that there's no back pressure as the water drains out. And if there is pressure, that's where you get that that burping or, or gurgling sound. The other thing that could be going on here is you could have biogas. When you have water that's sitting in those traps, you often will get bacteria that will grow, and that makes an awful smell, just absolutely awful. So to deal with with the venting, there is a a type of vent that's not really typically a vent, but basically it's sort of like a one-way air valve that can go uh, in the area of of that uh, drain, and that can insert or, or let air enter the plumbing system without having to run the pipe physically through the walls and ceilings, you know, to get it up out of the roof. So that is a possibility. And in terms of the biogas, what you would want to do is, is fill that drain with an oxygenated bleach solution, let it sit for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, scrub it if you can with a bottle brush, uh, and then maybe do it one more time. And that should kill any bacteria that's sitting right there in the drain and see what the odor situation is after that. But if it's burping, it definitely is not getting enough air into that pipe. Now, Tom, I think I've heard you say this before, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you have some new fixtures put in, isn't it true that sometimes you could end up with an excess of some sort of putty or, you know, material that they're using in the plumbing that would sit in the pipe and sometimes also cause an odor, like an excess of Yeah, it. because it doesn't sort of wash away, so it becomes sort of like a spot where some of that bacteria can get trapped. can grow on it. And it can grow on it. So that's part of it, too. And that's why I say if you can reach down into the trap with a flexible brush, of which there are many available and very inexpensively at home centers, uh, when you get that uh, oxygenated bleach solution in there, you have a chance to kind of wipe some of that away 
and hopefully some of the bacteria that uh, is there at the same time. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense that you might have some excess material in there or things growing since these were just installed. Now, this tends to happen, this biogas buildup or this sort of yuckiness that you get probably with washing machines a lot too. Oh yeah, especially the front loaders when they first came out. I'm, I'm not so sure how much. I haven't heard a lot about this lately, but when they first came out, there would be an awful smell that would happen because of the rubber gaskets and you really had to reach in there and you had to wipe all that stuff down with a bleach solution to kill that bacteria and stop the odor from happening. Yeah, that is just super gross. And it's funny because you think these are the areas that you want to be clean and yet they end up feeling the grossest. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thanks so much for spending this part of your weekend with us. We hope we've got you primed and ready to take on the projects that you want to do around your Money Pit. And if you need help, remember, we are here for you 24-7. You can post your questions to the community page like so many do. We always love that, especially those of you that are working on on them over the weekend. I always get a giggle out of what's going on across the country by the questions that keep coming in. And also, you could call us 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT. And if we're not in the studio, we'll call you back the next time we are. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a money pit.